What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast Playoff Edition. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Bart Wheeler. And Bart, like I said, it's fantasy playoff season. Uh, Our listeners are probably still alive if they're listening, because I know I can speak personally. I don't usually miss the playoffs in my leagues, but when I do, I am extremely bitter, and I don't want to think about (laughs) fantasy sports at all, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe some of our listeners are, are more um, more even keeled than I am. But uh, how about you? How do you how do you handle uh, playoff uh, fantasy pain? No, you're right. I think if people are listening, uh, they're probably in the playoffs. I I kind of take you know I'm in. I think I was in five or six leagues this this year. Uh, Scott Fishbowl league. I just missed. Uh, got burned. On, I had Mac Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. I had De- Devontae Parker go in that game who got knocked out early with a concussion. Um, you know, Hopkins had the fumble. Basically, I, mi- I missed by like three points, um, you know, the, the cut line. Not to say that I would like, I didn't have like a championship roster to make a deep, deep run, but. Especially um, in that format. Like you got in that format, like, you know, so many teams. So it's like, it's easy for something like that. Um, I don't know. It's fantasy football. I try, I, I've played for, I don't know, 20 years now. I've won a lot of a lot of years. I've lost a lot of I mean, you lose more than you win, right, uh, in general. And so, like, you don't win every year. But if you're, if you're in enough leagues, maybe you win, <laughs> you know, every year in one of them. But, um, yeah, I just take it as it comes, man. It's fantasy football. It's how it goes. Okay, so you sound like you're more even-keeled than me then. I am. <laughs> well, you know, my goal in fantasy football, but it is chaos. Like, let's be let's be honest. Like, we try to yeah. predict everything every week, and then half of it doesn't turn out the way we envisioned because that's just the way this, this game is. Um, but, you know, my goal in fantasy football is to always make the playoffs in my leagues. Yeah. And then once you're in the playoffs, you have no idea what's going to go on. You know, that's why... It, if you can get a buy, that's always huge because it it's one less week of, uh, you know, being able to get knocked out based on, you know, a T Higgins situation or a Kyler Murray situation <laughs> yep. or a yep. Ramondre Stevenson situation or any of these things we just saw that ruined mm-hmm. people's seasons. You know, so it's like it just takes one bad week in fantasy football to get knocked out of the playoffs. But if you get that buy, then you generally only need two weeks where you don't get burned and you might actually be able to lift that trophy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in the long run, I feel like if I can just make the playoffs in my leagues, you know, I'll win some, I'll lose some, but I'll always be, I'll always be in the mix. And that's, that's my goal. Yeah. And just exactly just to get in the mix, even if you get that last, last playoff spot, it doesn't matter. Like just get in. Cause you're right. Chaos will ensue. I've seen so many years where that last team to get in, you know, wins it all. I mean, it, it's, there's no, and also because that last team to get in might have the most fantasy points because, you know, if you're playing head-to-head, that's just how it happens. So you just never know. You just need to get in and see what happens. But you're right. Getting that buy is, is, is sure is nice because you don't have to worry about it this week. <laughs> yeah. And I do – I know we've talked a little bit on this show about, like, things you can do to improve your league, like making the last playoff spot go to the team with the most points rather than by yeah. record or – you know, one thing that we have also talked about that I think is a really good idea is just having a match each week against the median score in your yep. league. So uh, I know some providers have that option. Others don't. My guess would be in the next three to five years, all of the sites will have that because it just makes it a little less random, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yep. it's still going to be random, but a little less random. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... It's Wednesday night here on the East Coast. We are going to be previewing week 15. 
Uh, we, uh, I've got my rankings up on the side. Do you have yours up yet? I did. You actually beat me to it today. But I know. Yeah, I got that's up why too. I asked because usually you're first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, but our we have our week 15 rankings up at rosrankings.com, so you can go over and check those out. Um, but we also just kind of want to talk through all these matchups and help you with those start sit decisions. We'll of course be available on Twitter uh, to answer your questions as well. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. Uh, we got a yep. game tomorrow night: uh, San Francisco at Seattle. Over under is forty three points. Uh, San Francisco are on our road favorites of three and a half. Uh, you know Brock Purdy is technically questionable for this game, but uh, it seems like he is probably going to play. I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't. Uh, Kenneth Walker fully practiced on Wednesday is not on the injury report, so mm-hmm. he's going to play. Uh, so any of you that rushed out to add Travis Homer, you can. You can give up the dream on that one. <laughs> uh, and Walker is back in. It is a tough matchup, though, for, for him in his first game back. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the place I wanted to start here, too, is uh, Walker, because I actually have a, a decision in one league uh, with him coming back now for Thursday night is to start him or a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who we'll get to in a minute. There's three there's three Saturday night or Saturday games um, that, to talk about, which is kind of weird having a triple header on Saturday, but that's what we have in Week 15. Um but yeah, like because you know Walker is coming back, you know from injury, facing one of the best defenses in the league. It's it's a tough matchup. Like if it was Travis Homer, I was going to rank him as like my RB thirty five or forty. But with Walker, I have him at RB twenty two. But man, it, it feels a little bit high against this defense. I feel like you're you're hoping for a forty or fifty you know all purpose yard one touchdown game. Like it, it's going to be like a Cam Akers stat line, you know, from Ken Walker. That's kind of what I'm expecting. So. It kind of worries me that there's not much of a ceiling for him in this game, don't you think? Yeah, and that's also assuming that he gets his usual amount of snaps because that's a, right. that's an added factor. Like, does do they work him back in a little bit slowly and not give him that sure. full complement of snaps? Uh, because if that's the case, it's going to be even harder for him to have a good game. Uh, but you know, if you're in the fantasy playoffs and you have Kenneth Walker, he's probably a big reason that you're there. So it's it's pretty hard to bench him. I'm with you as uh, having him as a, a low-end RB2. I've got him at RB24. Uh, yep. I do actually have J.K. Dobbins two spots ahead of him in my initial rankings, though. Um, Me too. I have him one spot ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah. But that's one of those things where it's like, that's how I have it ranked. If it's my team, could I actually <laughs> bring myself yep. to do that? I don't know, because J.K. Dobbins is... <laughs> Yeah, if you're in the in the playoffs like you are with with Dobbins, it's not because of Dobbins; it's in spite of Dobbins. No. Right? It's because of Walker, and I've stashed Dobbins. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one. Um, San Francisco is just a tough matchup all around. So, uh, but I don't think it really matters that much for the, the passing game for Seattle. I mean, Metcalf and Lockett are every week starts regardless of matchup. I mean, they're they're wide receiver twos, and this week, you know, maybe a little. Uh, less upside than they would have typically. But, uh, you know, it's easier to attack the 49ers through the air than on the ground anyway. Um, And then Geno. I know some people are maybe looking to uh, shift off of Geno to someone else, but I think I'd probably stick with him in most cases. I've got him at QB 11. Yeah, he's my QB 8. I mean, QB 11 has been his lowest finish in the last five weeks. He did it twice. Um, But, yeah, since week 9, we've seen him be QB 5, QB 3, QB 7 last week. So, I know San Francisco is a tough defense, but yeah, I think they will be able to pass a little bit. They're at home. I I think if you've been riding Geno all year, uh, you're probably starting him too. 
Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I do have some names in front of him that, uh, like a Mike White and a Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Uh, so that's those are the only ones I'd really give some thought over. But yeah, I mean, it's the fantasy playoffs. You kind of want to start the guys that got you there. You know, uh, it's yeah. tough to it's tough to move off those guys. Um, yeah, the one thing I'll say about the San Francisco side, you know, you may want to talk about some of the receivers, but I'll just mention I usually post my anytime touchdown bets, you know, like on Friday or Saturday. I don't often do Thursday guys, but I'm definitely going to work in a McCaffrey uh, anytime touchdown at minus 150. It's a little juicy, but I just feel like with Debo being out for this game, he's going to get all the work he can he can get. You know, I think so. I think they'll be able to run it. I think he'll get 30, 40, maybe more receiving yards as well. Maybe he'll catch one, but I think he's going to find the end zone. Yeah, I've got him as my number one running back this week. It's a great matchup. Seattle really struggles against the run. I mean, they're at this point they're pretty much in that conversation with Houston and the Chargers and the Browns as those like really yeah. favorable matchups for running backs. So, and we, you know, last week McCaffrey got that dream workload that we've been waiting for. Um, and with Debo out, yeah, I mean, I think they can't really afford not to lean on McCaffrey it's like this is an important game for the 49ers uh, Seattle is a tough opponent especially on the road so they're gonna really need McCaffrey to step up and I agree I think he's gonna have a huge game um, you know George Kittle is a guy that I've kind of like started to feel like he's overrated as a fantasy option um, yeah just because he really hasn't done that much this season I mean he's basically had three good games and <laughs> the rest of the time he's like under 30 yards most I mean he's been under 30 receiving yards uh six times this season in six six out of uh, 11 games I believe so that's more than half <laughs> under 30 mm-hmm. yards um now with Debo out maybe that's gonna change finally maybe they're finally gonna give him more targets because he hasn't had uh, more than six targets in a game since week seven. Uh, yeah. So maybe maybe he gets some more volume. Um, but Seattle is pretty tough uh, in the secondary. So, you know, I'm pretty down on Ayuk this week. Um, Purdy is banged up. And even though even if he plays, like, I don't think he's a, a, a streaming consideration in a single QB league. Um, so, you know, I think you play Kittle because it's tight end. But McCaffrey is really the only player on san francisco that i feel extremely confident about yeah it wouldn't be crazy to start guys like greg dulcich gerald everett uh over kittle though i mean they're those are i have them Jake right behind Aconquo. sure i mean really if you if you believe in last week uh, if Traylon burks is still out you know we'll get to that game too but yeah th- these are these are names like these these guys have been more productive i mean dulcich is playing against the cardinals who just gets destroyed by tight ends hunter henry had a nice game against them you know so I mean, I actually have Dulcich and Kittle in a league. You know, I'm debating between those two. I have them ranked back to back, and with the matchup, I mean, I'm going to consider it. I'm going to be looking at looking at it right up until kickoff, <laughs> whether or not I want to pull that trigger and bench Kittle on Thursday night or not. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's three guys. It's it's Dulcich, Aconquo, and Taysom Hill. Like I have all those guys. I initially had them all ranked ahead of Kittle, uh, but then I thought about the fact that Debo is out, and I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, is this the week to bail on Kittle, like the first game without Debo? You know, I right. I don't know. So I, I have, I, I tentatively have Kittle ahead of those three guys now, but um, but it's close. 
yeah, and great for Christian McCaffrey owners. If you're in the playoffs, like man, yeah, I, he's he's my, he's my number two, but yeah, he's right up there for me, of course. Yeah, I like limped into the playoff in one league, but I've got McCaffrey and Kelsey, and I'm like, man, <laughs> like I can win this thing, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, uh, let's move to those Saturday games you were talking about. Uh, we'll start yeah. with the one o'clock Eastern Saturday game, and that is the Colts traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Over under is a healthy forty eight and a half. Vikings favored by four. Uh, I think we talked about this game a little bit in the waiver wire show. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's going to be a fair amount of offense in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the Vikings are a team you can attack through the air. So, like, you don't usually want to be investing in, in the Colts passing game. But I feel like if you ever were going to, like, this is the week to do it, you know. Um, you're not starting Matt Ryan in a single QB league, but I feel like he's a pretty strong option in a super flex this week. Uh, and And, like... Michael Pittman is a guy that I'm I have him ranked as high as I've had him ranked in a long time and I know you're a big Michael Pittman guy um it's been kind of a disappointing season let's be honest for Michael Pittman but um you know this week I've got him inside my top 24 receivers because of the matchup like I I've got him ahead of some guys like um Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell and DJ Moore Jerry Judy guys like that so uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 willing to roll the dice on Michael Pittman and in a deeper league or if you're in a pinch, I, w- I wouldn't even mind looking at a Paris Campbell, uh, maybe even an Alec Pierce. I don't think I'm going to move him ahead of like Jerry Judy and maybe a couple of those guys. But your point is taken. He, he's my wide receiver 29. This feels like a podcast we did in like week one or week two when I was super high on Michael Pittman, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> like I know right? all these I, names, right? It's oh, like in Wayne's World. Yeah. Oh, it could have been. But yeah, I think what you're what you're saying about Matt Ryan is right. Like, there is a world where he's like a top ten quarterback this week, but like you don't want to start him in a one QB league. I mean, it is a good matchup. I, I agree. Like some of these receivers might be startable if you're debating between a Paris Campbell and like I don't know, like a Julio Jones or like I don't know, just some other names down there in that in the the forties and fifties. Like maybe he's there, there's a tiebreaker where this could be a positive matchup. I mean, it is a positive matchup. So I agree with you there. Um, I guess as far as uh, the uh, Minnesota side, I just want to say and remind people again, add Alexander Madison. I know we've talked about it like all the time on the waiver show, but maybe people listen to this show and not the waiver show. He's still available. This is a Saturday game. You could pick him up. If Dalvin gets hurt, you've beaten the waiver wire. Um, if he doesn't, you can drop him and add someone else in, a, in Yahoo League. So this is just like a no-brainer if Alexander Madison is still out there. Pick him up and, and play the waiver wire game. Absolutely. And in the meantime... This is a pretty good matchup for Dalvin Cook. Uh, the the Colts uh, give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. Game flow should also be favorable for running the football. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's been kind of, I was saying it's been a disappointing season for Michael Pittman. To a lesser extent, it's been a disappointing season for Dalvin Cook. Uh, like, we're still kind of waiting for that explosion game. You know, I, I feel like he hasn't, done that in a while he's probably mm-hmm. due i feel like this is a, a good situation for him um there's a lot of running backs i like this week so he's he's only my rb9 but i could easily see him finishing in the top three this week yeah and the volume's just there i was actually just looking at props on like DraftKings and fanduel r- rush attempts for dalvin over under set at 17 and a half jonathan jonathan taylor is around 20 and a half so both of these i mean obviously you're starting jonathan taylor too but you know, there's gonna, there's a lot of volume to be had for both of these running backs, and they're 
they're one of the, the few that you can just start with confidence knowing they're going to get like 90% of the, of the share, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the Colts have actually done a pretty good job of shutting down wide receivers, but I mean, it doesn't matter at all for Justin Jefferson. Like he can smoke anybody. So um, yeah. he's my number one receiver of the week. And I, you know, I, maybe not the best week to, to go with Thielen, um, but in a deeper league, I could see it. Sure. Yep. All right. Uh, next Saturday game is uh, the Ravens and the Browns. Over-under mm-hmm. is 37 points for this game, and the Browns are favored by three. Uh, so I think this speaks to Vegas not really feeling it with uh, Huntley, or maybe they think Huntley wasn't going to play and it was going to be Anthony Brown, but – it does look like Huntley will play. So um, mm-hmm. the line, I guess, hasn't shifted uh, yet based on that. Um, it's not like Huntley is lighting the world on fire or has in his limited uh, starts in his career to date. But um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there could be more points in this game than this. Like, that's that seems a little bit low to me. Um, you know, Baltimore does have a tough defense. Uh some people were looking at the Browns as like a streamer too. Um, I mean, the problem with the, the the Ravens is they're just so devoid of of talent on offense when, <laughs> yeah. when Lamar Jackson is out. It really exposes just how much they've been leaning on him uh, as a playmaker in this offense because it how it's really like their 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 receiving core is just so hollowed out. There's other than Mark Andrews, there's not really anything there. And even Mark Andrews has been very disappointing, you know, yeah. for definitely lately and really the, the whole season compared to what he did last year. I mean, he was the number one tight end last year, so pretty pretty big bust uh, overall, if depending on where you drafted him. But you know, we got done talking about we're talking about J.K. Dobbins. I actually would start him over a ton of guys. He's a he's a lower end RB two for me as well, but I like him over a ton of guys this week. This week, and I don't know, I just have like this nostalgia from earlier in the year, and I'm like. I have him in one league where I'm in the playoffs and I just want to play him. <laughs> you know, I'm like I haven't really been able to play him in a good spot. And this is a good spot. Like it's Cleveland a very good spot. Yeah. Run defense. We saw what he could do last week. He's not as explosive as he was. Like he's not quite but even ninety percent of JK Dobbins or eighty percent of JK Dobbins. Like this is a good matchup. And I do think Gus Edwards, you can flex him too, because they're gonna run both of these guys. They're gonna run it a ton. Uh and that's how they're gonna win this game if they if they do. Um, I think it'll be low scoring. I think this 30, when it's, whenever you see a line, like a total under 40, I just feel like that tells me it's like it, I just don't see it like, you know, going much over that. Like if, if it does. So I think this will be low scoring, but I do think you can start like the, the Cleveland receivers, right? Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper, both Amari Cooper's at home. He's been better at home. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he'll probably have a good game. So yeah, you can start those guys and make sure you're starting in Joku. Uh, if people are wondering about Njoku, like he's top 10 for me. Like when he's playing, uh, when he's been healthy, he's been really good this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got him at six. And uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is in the streamer conversation as well for sure. Um, I've got him at QB thirteen, so I think he's some, he's certainly someone you can consider. It's uh, you know he he looked significantly better last week than he did in his first game, and uh, it's easier to pass against the Ravens than to run against them. So. As much as the Browns want to run the ball, like they they may need to throw the ball to move to move the chains in this game. Um, so uh, there's guys I like better, but he's he's at least on the radar. And uh, yeah, I agree about Gus. I've got him at RB thirty six, so he is like just inside of my RB three flex uh, territory um, at running back, um, just based on on the appeal of the matchup there. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll disagree a little bit on Watson, but I mean, I'm not, I'm splitting hairs. I have him as QB 18, so I have a, a quite a, quite a few more guys ahead of him. But after I get past like my top 10 or so quarterbacks this week, some of the matchups and being able to trust some of these guys, it gets it gets a little ugly uh, for me. You know, like I have Tom Brady at QB 14, and I don't even feel good about that. You know, so um, like my QB 13 to 20 or so, I could probably all put in a tier. So I could see moving him up a little bit, but hopefully you have one of the top eight or 10 guys this week if you're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean we're we're talking fantasy playoffs here, so like uh, you yeah. probably don't need to be starting Deshaun Watson or Gus Edwards or, to be honest, Donovan Peoples Jones. Like, I yeah. you probably have better options, but um, yep. but you know if you don't, you could do worse. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah. put it that way. All right, Miami at Buffalo over under is forty three and a half. Uh, Bills favored by seven. We talked on Monday about uh, Josh Allen and just kind of not having the same kind of explosive passing numbers that he was having mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Um, this is obviously a, a really big game for both teams, a uh, primetime game, a uh, state Island game uh, bills at home. We'll have to see what the weather is like uh, in Buffalo and in, in December. But um, I, this is certainly a, a decent matchup for the bills. I just, uh, I just, don't feel like I can put Josh Allen like as high as I was earlier. Like he's behind Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I think he's behind Justin Herbert at this point. Oh yeah, he's behind Herbert for me too. Herbert's my QB too. Uh, you know, I've been talking him up lately. He yeah, hasn't quite been also. there, but yeah, I mean against Tennessee, it's just such a good matchup. I also have Joe Burrow ahead of Josh Allen, so mm-hmm. I have Josh Allen at five. I've dropped him down a little bit, but again. Like people who are in the playoffs, listen to this. Like, if you have one of those guys, you probably don't have two of those guys. So you're probably starting Josh Allen if you have him. But yeah, he just hasn't been quite the same. And while you were talking, I was looking up the forecast for Buffalo uh, on AccuWeather. Um, low of 28, uh, snow showers, 85% chance of some precipitation. So um, yeah, if the if the wind is <laughs> if it's windy too, like oh man, it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's showing it's showing average wind 15, gusts 20, 25. So. It could be kind of nasty uh, for Saturday Night Football, and that's not good for uh, the Dolphins <laughs> in this <laughs> one. I feel like Tua has been, you know, not great, you know, like the last three, four weeks, and I've I've downgraded him a little bit. We were talking about streaming quarterbacks. Like, he's my QB 11. Yeah, um, I've got him at so, 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's not he's not the lock that he was a month ago when you were just automatically starting Tua. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Waddle, I, I've really downgraded a lot. I mean – I tweeted about him today. Like he's mm-hmm. just he's just not getting volume at all. Like during the game on Sunday night, Chris Collinsworth at one point was like, "I forgot that Jalen Waddle was even playing in this game." Like <laughs> he's like not really involved. I mean, Tyreek Hill. You know, it was one and one a early in the season with Hill and Waddle, and now it's like the gap between them to me is massive. Like Hill, they are force feeding the ball to and. Waddle has just kind of become an afterthought. I mean, he's got um, – I, I believe the stat I, I brought up on my tweet was that he's got five or fewer targets in more than half of his games, so uh, including three of his last four. So it's really hard to produce big fantasy numbers when you're getting that little volume, and uh, especially against a tough defense like Buffalo on the road, potentially in bad conditions. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, He's my wide receiver 30 this week. Whoa. Well, I mean, that I was going to ask, and I mean, he's my wide receiver 18, which is way lower than I've had him. Um, I might end up moving him down a few more spots. And, you know, you talked about Michael Pittman, names like Jerry Judy, 
uh, people who are listening, like, it's not crazy to start those guys over Jalen Waddle this week. I know it's going to be tough to, like, bench him on a Saturday when maybe we don't know exactly how – but, I mean, by then you'll know what Sunday's going to look like. You'll know if Cortland Sutton's going to be out, right, if you want to start Judy. You'll know if it's going to be Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon uh, by then. So it's not crazy to start some of those guys, I think, over Waddle this week. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been a top 28 receiver in any of his last four games. So, Yep. Um, but Hill, I mean – it's a different. I've got him at wide receiver three because like sure. he yeah, just yeah. is a he's a machine and and like even in you know even in bad weather they'll throw him a few short passes and he can take any of them to the house you know so yeah well Gabe Davis is my wide receiver thirty one he's down a bit for me too I mean he's a guy you can consider benching especially if it's windy he might not get the downfield looks that you want I mean he's he's a big play guy but he hasn't been the big plays I saw you mention like Christian Watson has been that guy right and uh, you know he's what Gabe, we wanted Gabe Davis to be yep. Um, but he hasn't been. So, like, again, you have my permission to bench Gabe Davis if you have a better option. <laughs> I know it stinks, but that's kind of where we are. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, won't, I don't really feel great about starting any Bills other than Allen and Diggs. I mean, like, the problem is now they, 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 just, re, they just brought in Cole Beasley back. <laughs> yeah. And they, they've got John Brown active now, too. Uh, so there's a lot of different receivers there. And I feel like. I think I read that Josh Allen sort of campaigned for them to bring back Beasley and get and get Brown active because he seems to not not be happy with the state of the receiving core right now. So yeah. that's a little worrisome for Davis. It's a little worrisome for Isaiah McKenzie as well. Um, you know, Khalil Shakur may not even be active at this point. I, it's like I just mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to go. And then the running back situation is equally murky. I mean, like. I still think Singletary is the better option than Cook, but like it could definitely be a hot hand approach, or they could just abandon the run completely as they have done at times this season. Yeah, I don't have I don't have either as a like an RB two. I have Singletary more as an RB three and Cook a bit lower. And then keep an eye on the Jeff Wilson injury because I don't think I don't think he's been practicing yet this week. No, he hasn't. Uh, so Mostert, like for me, Mostert right now, I do have him as an RB two. Uh, just considering, well, close. He's my RB twenty eight right now, but. I might bump him up a couple spots if Jeff Wilson is just out because I don't see Miles Gaskin doing a whole lot. He'll get some work, maybe Savan Ahmed, but most of it would be a, at least a decent, like maybe even volume play. Maybe they'll try to try to keep it close. If it's bad weather, maybe most of it will get 20 touches. So that, that might be a good look if Wilson's out. Yeah, I have him at 27. I'd like to have him higher. I just, he hasn't really, the Dolphins have not run the ball very well lately. Uh, right, against the Chargers even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that gives me a little yeah. bit of pause. But it does look like Mostert is probably going to be the lead back even if Wilson's active. But uh, if he's not active, you would think Mostert could get a pretty uh, sizable workload. I mean, he's never going to be like an every-down guy because that's like they just – like he can't really hold up to that workload, I don't think. you know. So you'd probably see – Salvin Ahmed getting sprinkled in here and there, but um, certainly Ahmed would be much less of a threat to Mostert than than Wilson. Where it, they, you know, when both of the guys are active, it's like a true hot hand situation, and it can go mm-hmm. either way in any given game. So um, I'd feel confident about Mostert. I just don't think the ceiling is is very high given uh, the matchup and uh, potentially negative game script. Well, we're done with the bye weeks. We've got uh, now we're on to Sunday games. So there's no, <laughs> we got all everyone playing again. So we got a lot of Sunday games to get through. So let's do it. All right. I'll look at you. You're like a timekeeper. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Sunday games. Pittsburgh at Carolina. This is another low over under 37 and a half. 
Uh, Panthers favored by three. Uh, I mentioned on Monday I like the Panthers defense in this game. Uh, I just picked them up actually to start. I dropped the Cowboys defense to to start the Panthers this week in one league. Ooh, so, interesting. Uh, yeah, I uh, I am on board with uh, with this defense uh, getting the job done. Uh, we'll see if Kenny Pickett plays. I think if Pickett plays, there's a chance I might like um, audible to another defense with a great matchup. But honestly, mm. I think the Panthers are pretty good. defensive streamer even if Pickett plays but if it's Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph like it's a slam dunk for me that that yeah uh, there's gonna be turnovers there's gonna be sacks there's not gonna be many points allowed yeah and I mean the implied points on this one they're 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 basically saying this is gonna be like a 20 to 17 Carolina win I think the the we know kind of who to start or who not to start I think here I don't know that you can trust a DJ Moore uh, we could talk about the Pittsburgh, you know, players like Najee, Pickens, Deontay, Fryermuth. You're definitely starting those other guys. I mean, you know, you're probably starting Najee. You're probably not going to get a whole lot. I mean, the Panthers are a good defense. I think the key with guys like Deontay and Pickens, for instance, is use the low expected point total as like a tiebreaker, right? Like you might only get a couple touchdowns on either side in this game. So what are you really, really going to expect from a guy like? Deontay Johnson, he's probably going to get his five or six catches for 60 yards or so. So maybe he has a decent floor, but I just, I don't like options like, like that. I mean, or, or DJ Moore for that matter. Like he's pretty low for me. Like, yeah, he doesn't have Baker and he's got Darnold now, but he didn't look good last week. Well, he and was hurt I think, though. Yeah. Right. Oh, so he left the game. Did he leave the game early yeah, last week? Yeah. I, yeah. I, like I, I'm, I'm more optimistic about DJ Moore. I understand he's a little risky, but like if, if he gets in like full practices towards the end of this week, I'll feel pretty decent about him. Like Pittsburgh is a, is a uh, team you can throw the ball against, and I do still buy that idea that uh, that he and Darnold have a, a good rapport. I mean, he put up good numbers with Darnold last season, so um, I have him as my wide receiver twenty five. Like to me, he's significantly hmm. better option uh, than Deontay Johnson or or uh, George Pickens. Okay. I mean, I do have him over those two as well. I, right now I have him as my wide receiver 30, but I do have him behind like Michael Pittman, uh, Brandon Ayuk, who we talked about. So I, I have I just him behind think those, those guys too. But <laughs> Right. So like yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I guess it's like a tiebreaker uh, if you're looking at guys in a similar area. Like this game is – I mean, this game has 20 to 17 written all over it. So other games might have a little bit more shootout potential than this one. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think he's like a borderline wide receiver 2-3 uh, at this point. Yep. Um, and then the running back situation for Carolina is probably worth just touching on quickly. I mean, yeah. like Chuba Hubbard is is definitely involved, but I still think Deonta Foreman uh, is the lead back, and uh, he's got some positive touchdown regression coming, I think. Uh, I, I saw something on Twitter about that, like how many – I think he leads the NFL in like, in like red zone carries or something. So mm. – <laughs> um, uh, he could have like one of these big touchdown games, like two touchdown games at any point. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, it's not the greatest matchup for running backs, uh, but I've got him at RB twenty three. Like Hubbard, to me, is harder to trust. Like he's he's more of a you know in that RB thirty five to forty kind of range. Yep, Hubbard Hubbard's more like Gus Edwards territory for me. I would agree, and I've got uh, yeah, I've got uh, Dante Foreman at RB twenty. So I okay. agree with you there. I think you're I think you're starting Dante Foreman. I mean, he's you know he was salting away the game last week. I know everybody got a lot of work against Seattle, but I just think this will be back to a little bit more of like a 60-30-10 split with Foreman leading the way. 
yeah, I'm going to have to decide whether to start him in a league. It's a league where I've got, I mean, I'm definitely starting McCaffrey, and then i got to wait on Ramondre Stevenson's status, and then I've yeah. also got Zonovan Knight. So I've got options mm. plus some good receivers. So it's going to be a tough call there. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, all right, Philadelphia at Chicago over under 48 and a half. And unsurprisingly, the Eagles are big favorites, even on the road. They're favored by nine in this game. Uh, you know, we talked before the bye that Justin Fields um, was had fewer designed runs uh, in that game before the bye. Uh, so I guess the question is, does he go back to being utilized the way that he was before he got injured? Because that's... Really, if you're going to start him as your as your quarterback in the fantasy playoffs, that's what you're hoping for. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Eagles are a tough matchup, but like if Justin Fields is is running the ball ten times on designed runs, like it doesn't matter. He's still going to be really good for <laughs> fantasy. I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic that um, that he's going to go back to that utilization. So I'm pretty bullish on on Fields. I actually have him. You mentioned Joe Burrow uh, having him ahead of Josh Allen. I have Fields at QB five, so I have him ahead of Burrow, just behind Allen. Okay, yeah, I have I have Fields at seven. I could you could definitely mean yeah, you definitely just made the case for moving him up. I mean, you might get you might get eighty to hundred rushing yards and a touchdown. I mean, the Bears do have twenty implied points in this game. I mean, this is a pretty high total, and it's possible that the Eagles kind of carry this total <laughs> themselves because they could do that for sure. Um, but yeah, I think. If field, I'm, I'm hoping Fields does that. I mean, he's an exciting player to watch. Uh, he can he can break it. We've seen him break off just so many big plays. So that's what we're expecting to see. And I think you can start David Mon- Montgomery too. Khalil Herbert is not uh, ready to come back yet. I think he can be activated next week. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So, you know, Montgomery should be the lead back uh, here, of course. And I mean, they'll mix in Evan Darrington Evans, um, maybe Ebner a little bit, but it's mostly Montgomery. So I think you can safely play him as a volume play. Um, I yeah, think, mid-range right? RB two. Um, yeah, you know the nice thing about Fields, just going back to that for one second, is like he can throw the football. You know, there's some of these running mm-hmm. quarterbacks that don't can't really throw the football. Like Justin Fields can throw the football. He threw the football tremendously well in college. You know, it's just uh, they've had a conservative game plan where they haven't asked him to throw the football very much. But like, I do feel like if they fall behind in this game by a lot of points and they they need to throw the football, like he can do that and put up his numbers that way. You know, the game before the bye was his best. Uh, yardage total, I believe, uh, of the season, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the best anyway. So mm-hmm. um, so I feel like he's kind of game script dependent in that way. You, but it's just the rushing uh, value that really can push him over the top. But I, I feel like he's got a decent floor, even even in the tough matchup. Yeah, I think the big thing on the Eagles side is Dallas Goddard could return, right? So we saw, like, uh, he's I don't know if they – I guess he can return to practice. Uh, they haven't, like, totally activated him. But he. it sounded like, you know, he's he's ready to come back, right? He might play this Sunday. So I think for fantasy managers who have been <laughs> struggling at the tight end position, I mean, I'm, I'm tentatively ranking him as, like, my tight end 12 or 13. Mm. But I could easily bump him up to tight end 6 or 7 if he looks like all systems go. So I think if people who have him, on like, stash on their IR, this could be – a nice saving grace here for the fantasy, like great timing for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I've got him at tight end seven. And if I knew that he was totally good to go and not going to be rusty and the player we saw earlier in the year, I'd probably have him at like tight end three. But um, mm, yeah. at this point, like I, I would, if you, most people probably don't have these options, but like guys like Hawkinson, Don, uh, Dalton Schultz, Fryermuth, and Joku, like I would 
lean those guys over Goddard just because he's coming back off the long layoff. But other than that, I mean, like, I would definitely play Goddard over a George Kittle, for example. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kittle. Gosh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And also, by the way, Goddard coming back is not good news for Devonta Smith. Uh, Like, yeah. You know, so he's a lot further down in my rankings this week, down at uh, wide receiver 28. I just think if Goddard is out, I'll move him up, but I don't think Goddard is going to be out. So I just, I really worry about the um, the volume for Smith, especially in a game like this where they probably don't need to pass the ball that much to win this game. Right. Okay. Anything else with the Eagles? I mean, like, I think people know they're pretty much starting their other their Eagles. <laughs> I think Sanders could have a huge game against the Bears. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's, yep. like, way up my rankings this week. All right. Uh, Kansas City at Houston, over under 49.5. This is uh, another huge mismatch on paper, 14-point spread for the Chiefs. Uh, we saw a similar spread for the Cowboys against the Texans last week, though, and that didn't pan out. Um, yep. Do you think that the Texans keep this one close? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I didn't think they would keep that one too close either. Um, but I think on the Texans side, like it sounds like Damian Pierce is probably going to be out, right? Like yeah. He might miss a game or two is what we heard. So, I mean, if he's out, like I don't know if you can start any Texans. I mean, you could consider a Chris Moore again if Cooks and Collins are both out, but like... I don't know if if either of those guys are back. Um, I mean, I, and again, even a Chris Moore, like that's way down my list. Like, I mean, I just don't think you're going to trust any Texans in this in this game, right? Yeah. I, although I surprised myself a little bit with my ranking of Chris Moore. I have met wide receiver 34. Um, hmm. So yeah, I think if if Cooks and Collins are both out again, like I think you can roll him out as a wide receiver three flex. I just you know, if you're in the playoffs, you probably don't have to do that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but I think you could, yeah. I think you could do it. Um, the other thing I will say is Jeff Driscoll has tight end eligibility in Yahoo right. and uh, maybe in some other formats as well. I'm not sure about ESPN, but uh, I know he does not in sleeper. Um, but if you can play Jeff Driscoll at tight end, like he is, I, I, he's pretty much Taysom Hill. So wherever <laughs> yeah. you would, rank Taysom Hill I mean I've had him ranked as like a top 10 tight end most weeks so I would rank Jeff Driscoll as a top 10 tight end as well uh last week they split the snaps uh between Driscoll and uh and uh Davis Mills right down the middle Mm -hmm. they each played half the snaps and Driscoll threw a touchdown in that game he also ran the ball (laughs) quite a quite a bit he's even bigger than Taysom Hill actually um so yeah I mean (laughs) like I like getting a, a, like given the tight end landscape nowadays, like a guy that's playing quarterback that you can slot in at tight end, like even if he's only playing half the snaps, that's huge. So, like, I would probably play Jeff Driscoll over George Kittle. <laughs> Man, George Kittle is just taking getting shots. I'm just it's like kind of like the 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 marker <laughs> point, you know, like of like yeah. good play versus if you play. <laughs> I know poor George Kittle just sitting there. At like a, tight by end the way, George Kittle is a phenomenal real life football player i just want to put that up yeah there. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the situation where where he is right now yeah for sure but no it's a good call call out on driscoll because a lot of people listening might not even know he's tight end eligible in yahoo and yeah just check your format totally agree like kind of a cheat code we've seen we've seen players like this before not just Taysom hill who was the guy uh was it marquez colston there was there was that he wasn't a quarterback, oh, yeah, Col- but he was a a wide receiver that got to play tight end i feel like there was someone for the vikings or giants or someone anyway oh well, webb 
Yeah. 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 Webb. Joe, I forget his first Joe name. Webb? I have to look yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Slippy, slappy. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, on the Kansas City side, I think the things to keep an eye on are Mikkel Hardman and Kadarius Tony. I mean, I don't know if Kadarius Tony is ever going to play a snap in the NFL again, <laughs> the way his hamstrings are, but keep an eye on him. He's an explosive player. Uh, it sounds like Mikkel will probably be, probably be back. And we saw him just ripping off touchdowns before his injury. So just something to pay attention to if you're looking to, you know, flex a guy. And um, I'm going to be starting Isaiah Pacheco in a league where I have him. And I'm going to be betting on anytime touchdown because he, he's been right around even money for anytime touchdown. And Kansas City has the most implied point to, points with uh, over 31 implied points this week. So I think they're going to score four or five touchdowns. And I think Pacheco will get a little piece of that. Oh yeah, this is this is like a dream matchup for Pacheco. I've got him at RB ten, which is yeah. definitely the highest I've had him all season. Uh, I mean, he's facing Houston, you know, and uh, absolutely like Hardman. I like I love Hardman. I mentioned him as like my number one uh, pickup at wide receiver this week, but I do think he's a little better as a stash than a plug and play, just because we want to see how he gets worked back in. Um, but you know, if you if you're in a deeper league, you certainly could do it because. Um, I sent around a uh, on Twitter a uh, USA Today article uh, from the, their uh, Chiefs beat writer saying uh, that that Hardman's a key part of their offense, especially in the red zone, and they're going to want to work him back in in that part of the field. So uh, that's pretty encouraging for for the touchdown upside. Like he's a little boomer bust, but he has yep. a lot of upside. Yep. So just pay attention to that injury report as the week goes on. For sure. For sure. All right, next game, Dallas at Jacksonville. Over-under is 47.5. Cowboys on the road favored by four. As I mentioned, I I dropped the Cowboys defense, even though they've been awesome this season. Uh, they're just they're on the road against Jacksonville. They The Cowboys have been giving up some big passing plays recently as well, and they get Philly next week too. So, uh, like, I just, you know, I, I'm not loyal to defenses in fantasy football. Yeah. Like, matchups are literally half the battle. Like, it's G.I. Joe time, you know? I, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I want... There's so many iffy quarterbacks uh, in the league right now that are... That, like, I want to pick on those offenses. I don't want to go against the Jaguars when Trevor Lawrence is playing the best football of his career as he is right now. Like, I could definitely see this game... I mean, the over-under is decently high, but I could see it going over in this game. I could see it being a bit of a back-and-forth shootout. Yeah, for sure. I could too. And you're right. Trevor Lawrence is looking like that number one overall pick lately. He's been playing great. And uh, I know you were tweeting about Zay Jones. We talked we talked about him in the waiver wire show for like a month now, it seems like. And he's just getting tons of volume. Uh, curious where you have Zay Jones ranked because I think I have him as like a wide receiver three, but I'm wondering if you have him even higher. Uh, let's see. I have him at... He's my wide receiver 32 for reference. I've got him at 27. So yeah, okay. just... Just outside of the top 24, but he's awful close. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I could see it. I mean, like, there's guys I, like guys like Brandon Ayuk and Mike Evans. Like, I have them ahead of him, but I don't feel super strong about it, you know? <laughs> like, Right, right. It's iffy. Um, and Judy, too. I mean, if, uh, if, if Russ isn't starting, I don't know. I mean, like, Jones is averaging 11 targets per game over the last four weeks. I mean, that's huge volume in an offense that's yeah. clicking right now. So. Pretty I think nice. he's a he's a definite uh, consideration. Um, it's going to be tougher for ETN probably against Dallas. I I don't think running the ball is necessarily the way that you can move the ball against Dallas, and uh, ETN's kind of been struggling lately as it is. So um, 
he's kind of you know he's like a volume play like a Najee Harris kind of option at this point you know you you play him because he's going to get the touches but like uh he's just kind of a mid mid to low end RB2 right now yep same with like David Montgomery we just got talking about it's like you're probably playing these guys like you you can rely on them they're going to get volume but we saw ETN struggle last week and uh you know he was kind of in that RB20 RB20 territory for me last week and he's there again and um you know the Dallas I didn't really move the the Dallas running backs much they're both RB1s for me again like you just got to roll out if you have either or both you just play them both or I mean they're, they've been awesome lately oh yeah I love both Dallas running backs I love Dak Prescott in this game I love CeeDee Lamb in this game I love Dalton Schultz in this game I you know it's a little tougher yeah. after that because uh, Michael Gallup um, lost some targets to Noah Brown last week uh, James Washington is in the mix now as well mm-hmm. uh, so it's just a little harder to know who that that uh, second receiver uh, will be really third target in the offense behind uh, Schultz as well. So um, I would probably steer clear of, of secondary receivers for Dallas, but uh, all their main players could be in for really huge games, I think. I wanted to just reiterate real quick, too, what you said about defense, like not sticking to it. Like they have Philly next week. Um, yeah, there's a ton of good matchups this week. We talked, you know, go back and check out the waiver wire show. You could go to the end, like the very end is when we talk defenses. So there's lots of good streaming uh, defenses this week. And it is the time to like, look ahead, you know, like go ahead and get a defense for next week too. Uh, and, and keep two defenses if you need to. I mean, if I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I always do that in the fantasy playoffs. If, if I'm streaming defenses, it kind of depends. I mean, the thing about it is that, like, as you get further into the playoffs, there's fewer teams that care about making waiver moves. So, like, you're just, there's fewer teams you're competing against. Like, you kind of want to look ahead and see, like, is there going to only be one defense on the waiver wire right now that I would want to start next week? Or are there five? <laughs> you know, because yep. if there's That's, five, yep. you probably don't need to roster a second one. But if there's one, you should go get them now. So, yep, good call. That's kind of the way I would approach it. And then yep. just one final thought on this game. We should just at least mention Evan Ingram, who came off this huge game last week. Uh, I feel like we're both kind of in the camp of don't fully buy it. Don't don't like don't <laughs> yeah. pay for last week's stats. Um, but, you know, with this offense clicking in what could be a shootout, like I still think he's a, a consideration. I have him at tight end 12. What about you? Yep. Tight end 13. He's okay. right there. I mean, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, next game, Atlanta at New Orleans, over-under is 43, and the Saints are favored by four. This will be the debut of Desmond Ritter, so I'm sure you're excited for your dynasty share to see what, what oh, the yeah. kid can do. Uh, what do you think this means for the Atlanta offense? Yeah, I've got I've got that, that Drake London stack with him, too, in dynasty, so I'm, I'm really excited oh, yeah. to see what happens. You know, But for, for fantasy, for redraft, for playoffs, for this week, um, I don't know. Um, I would be a little bit nervous rolling drake london out there i mean we saw before the buy he had like a 50 percent target share but like i have him as my wide receiver 37 um i think new orleans is gonna i think new orleans is gonna roll in this game they i really they were like my favorite streaming defense to pick up uh this week um you know i just i think <laughs> rookies first start i think they're gonna run the ball a ton i think we could just see a ton of cordero patterson tyler algier huntley will get mixed in a little bit you're not considering him in any sort of format but yeah i i I probably would bench London in most in most formats because I just I'd want to see it first. Yeah, I agree. I've got him at thirty eight, so same same general vicinity as you. And yeah, I mean, 
we'll see about Ritter. Like, you know, maybe he provides some running uh, ability that gets him in the mix in super flex leagues. But certainly in his first start on the road at New Orleans, I would not be relying him even in two quarterback leagues. Um, I think the Saints side, yeah, is where where the fantasy options are because uh, even with the Falcons' backfield, I mean, it's an even split with those two guys. And I know I mentioned Tyler Algier as like a pickup. Uh, he is as an RB three kind of option. <laughs> like he's he's in that mix, and so and so is Patterson. But like, hopefully, you have a better option if you're in the fantasy playoffs than either of those two guys. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I mentioned Andy Dalton as a pickup in the waiver show, and like I ranked him as my QB fifteen or sixteen, even above Deshaun Watson. But like that's what I was talking about. Like I don't feel very comfortable about Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton every week. I mean, we talk about him all the time. I don't feel very comfortable about Deshaun Watson either so that's hopefully you have one of those top eight or ten guys like I said because it just I just there's a lot of question marks after that quarterback for me this week yeah yeah I mean this should be a great matchup for uh, the Saints against Atlanta but um, you know I do like Chris Olave a lot this week uh, but mm-hmm. what about Kamara I mean I like he's been so disappointing this season but like he's coming off of the bye uh, Mark Ingram is on IR yep they're facing the Falcons. Like, if if Alvin Kamara can't get it done this week, it's never happening, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's RB eleven for me. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm buying it. I'm, wow. I've got. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I feel like it's. It'll happen. Yeah, Atlanta's not. A, it's not anything to to fear on defense. I mean, a lot of teams have passed on him and burned him that way. A lot of teams have run on him. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. If I have Kamara, I'm, I'm starting him this week. Okay, I've got him at RB twenty, so I'm not uh, I'm not as bullish as you, but I do think like you know a good a good buddy of mine asked me for some lineup advice for his son who's in the fantasy playoffs uh, for it's his first year doing fantasy football, so we're mm-hmm. trying to get his son a, a good outcome here, and uh, yeah, he asked me for advice, and I did tell him I would play Alvin Kamara. Um, I think it was over like I think it might have been over Jerry Judy actually. Um, yeah. So uh, in half PPR, you know, um, I, I I feel like Kamara is gonna he's got a he's got a high floor. I just I, I have trouble buying the upside. Like I feel like we're still kind of living in the old Kamara, and we you know this offense it, it's kind of like that's the Saints in general now, right? It's like it's like yeah. the ghost of Sean Payton, the ghost of Drew Brees <laughs> is still like hovering over this team. Like yep. they do, they try to do some of the same kind of things. They just don't do them nearly as well anymore. <laughs> That's a good call. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game, Detroit at the jets over under 44 and a half and the jets are favored by one. And uh, I think we, we are on the same page on this from other discussions we've had that Jared Goff and this uh, lions offense is just not quite, as trustworthy when they're on the road, when they're in outdoors mm-hmm. outside of a dome, um, the Jets have a good defense. So all of these things yep. are reasons to have a little bit of caution um, when it comes to the Lions, who have really been playing well lately offensively. Um, but that being said, like I, like I have Michael Badgley as a kicker in in one league, and I think I'm going to stick with him. This should be a close game. Like I don't think I don't think the Lions are like they're playing too well to like completely go in a shell you know I think they're still like Amon Ra is the key to this offense I feel like and he's playing at such a high level right now that um they they should still be able to uh you know put up 20 points stick in this it should be a close game uh I think uh you know 
these are just two pretty uh, well-rounded teams at this point, which is funny to say because these are not teams that people thought very highly of coming into the season. Yeah, and I mean the Lions' defense has been better lately too. I mean it they has. were so I, I I do think like you know I could see like a twenty to twenty game and then a field goal wins it on either side for sure like something like that. I could even see lower scoring. So I would probably take the under in this game. I don't think that this will be any sort of shootout. Mike White, you know, he's banged up. Sounds like he's probably going to start. It, it, it also sounded like Zach Wilson is back to the number two, um, which you know I don't know if I don't know what that means, right? That they kind of have said that we've seen that. If that means that he will get in, if Mike White is a little bit too hurt to play, but I th- I think that Mike White is a little bit risky. I have him at QB thirteen. Um, maybe maybe if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, things are looking a little bit better because I would love Mike White if he didn't have like you know broken ribs or whatever he's got going on. Yeah, <laughs> I I I've got him at QB eight. So oh, I'm, man, I'm buying in right now. We'll see. I mean, if he. If, if if it looks like he is not fully healthy, I might move him down a little bit. But um, I do agree the Lions' defense is better than it was early in the season, but I still think you could pass against them. I mean, it's more mm-hmm. of the running game that's a tough matchup um, for Zonovan Knight, I feel like. Uh, although I still think he's a solid RB2 also in this matchup. Like, saying the Lions' defense has improved is not saying that they're, like, a, a an avoid you know it's like right, right. they're now like back in the middle of the pack uh defensively as opposed to being like the best matchup possible for anyone on your fantasy team uh so uh yeah but i you know i, I don't know i i could see it going either way in terms of the over under i feel like it's a pretty it's set at a pretty good mark i i just think this is a fascinating game it should be a close game i think it will be a very interesting game um and i i love zonovan knight this week i have him as my rb 16 I have him way up there, and and uh, Garrett I got him Wilson. Same place, yeah, yeah, Garrett Wilson. I have pretty high. Amon Ross St. Brown. He mentioned, of course, like you're. I think the Jets could do a lot to stop Amon Ross St. Brown. Like they've got great corners, great defense. So we could see a down game for Amon uh, Ross St. Brown. But I mean, you're starting him. You know, I just I just think he could have a down game. Yeah, uh, I, I bet they they find a way to get him. They'll put him in the slot. They'll they'll get him sure. away from Sauce Gardner. Away from yeah, the lead, yeah. you know, get get they'll, yep. they'll get him open. Yeah, but interesting game, man. It's interesting that the, the Jets, and the, <laughs> the Jets and the Lions. This is a interesting Week 15 game. Yeah, <laughs> and I, honestly, I don't have a great feel. For, like I know you said, you think it's going to be lower scoring. I I could see that, but I could also see it being higher scoring. I mean, both of these teams like have looked better offensively than than people thought they were going to and they've they both kind of played with a little bit of swagger you know like a little bit of like Mm -hmm. reckless abandon uh which is good for fantasy so like (laughs) we'll see we'll see i don't have a great feel for that but um generally speaking i i think it's uh i would definitely start mike white over jared goff and um i would i would not hesitate to start those top receivers on either team i also think these lines are getting sharper and sharper and so I uh, I might sprinkle a little bit on like a correct score in this one because I really think twenty three twenty twenty four twenty it's going to be right near that over under and I think the Jets are going to win this one. All right, we'll see. Yep. Uh, do you want to touch on the Lions' backfield at all? I mean, I, like it, it's kind of the same as it's been the last couple of weeks. It's just hard to tell what's going to happen, but they're both like kind of low end RB twos, right? Yeah, low end RB twos. I'm looking. I have them ranked. Um, you know, Swift 23, Williams 26. So mm-hmm. I would imagine you're similar saying low in RB2s. They're right there. I actually have them even a little bit lower uh, this week. I've got Williams at 29 and Swift at, or Williams at 28 and Swift at 29. So I did do the back to back thing. 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, I really just kind of downgraded all of my lions slightly, just based on those things you said at the top there. Yeah, like they feel like low end RB twos to me, but like I just have them ranked a little lower than that. But uh, like I, I think they're fine to start. You just need to keep the expectations in check. Um, yep. Arizona at Denver. <laughs> you want to talk low over under thirty six and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, the Broncos are favored by three. I don't know if this line is expecting Brett Ripon or. Russell Wilson uh, at quarterback. Um, it's certainly expecting Colt McCoy because Kyler Murray is out for the season with a torn ACL. Yep. Uh, honestly, I don't know if like it matters that much for either of these teams, like which quarterback it is in terms of the passing game. I, I know that's controversial with the Cardinals. Um, like Kyler Murray is a is a dynamic, great player, but in terms of like passing volume, like I'm not sure that Colt McCoy is like a big drop off, honestly, for like a DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Marquise Brown, it's more of an issue just because, uh, you know, it was already an issue. Like, I just don't feel like this team has ever really had enough pass volume to fully support uh, two receivers at the same time. So, like, Brown was already trending down for me. I don't, I don't think Kyler being out is really the the biggest reason why. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I'm not looking to start Colt McCoy, but I'm still starting those other guys, especially Hopkins and Connor. Um, you know, Colt McCoy came into a tough spot the other night when Kyler, you know, left super early. I'm sure they had a totally different game plan, you know, set up for Bill Belichick, who str- who struggles against mobile quarterbacks. You know, I had bet on Kyler Murphy, Murray over on rushing props in that game, which got refunded from a couple uh, sports books, which is really nice of them <laughs> to do that. Um, oh, they're doing yeah, fine. Don't worry. <laughs> they are. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I just think like that was a totally different game plan. It was a tough spot for him to come in and try to, you know, just totally <laughs> do something different and win the game. And, and he looked fine, honestly, at times. And I think he'll look way better with a full week of preparation. And so, yeah, yeah I'm not downgrading those other guys. Yeah. I mean, I think Cole McCoy is underrated. Like, I, I mean, I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, but, but again, it's also like comparison. I mean, this offense has not really been a high scoring powerhouse offense all season so like you know uh, Kyler's value was primarily his rushing ability that's what that's why Kyler was like a great fantasy option and Colt McCoy's not uh, even a consideration but in terms of the passing numbers like I I like Hopkins I'm not really downgrading at all um Connor though man that guy's underrated like he's so underrated people are sleeping on him still like he's he's one of the biggest bell cows. He might be the single biggest bell cow in the <laughs> NFL right now. And yeah. I have him at RB eight this week. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, I mean, I'm sleeping on him versus I have, I have him at RB 18. So I'm a little bit down on him versus you, but that's, I mean, you're right. The usage is there. Um, I just can't bump him up that high, especially with this low total and everything. I, I just got it. I've got guys like Alvin Kamara and some of these other guys. Oh, no way on earth would I take Alvin Kamara <laughs> over James Conner. James Conner has been a top six running back three of the last four weeks. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and Alvin Kamara has, like, no, not been, like, a top 30. <laughs> so, That's yeah. true. Well, well, what about the other running back here? Because Latavius Murray, I'm sure there's people out there who picked him up a month ago, you know, off the waiver wire, and he's – Someone who will get some volume, you know, Mike Boone, I think is on the IR. There's, there's really no one else there. And he's been like, basically like the RB 30 ish, yeah. <laughs> like four of the last five weeks. And right. he had a, he had an RB 11 finish in there. It looks like. Well, cause but he really, scored a touchdown that week. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, there's volume. Will he score a touchdown? I mean, like this isn't a terrible matchup. Like if they do find the end zone, I mean, I think you'd, 
count on some of these guys like Judy or Dulcich. I mean, you could have, if it's Brett Rippon, uh, I don't know. Like, you're not counting on a touchdown with Latavius Murray, but just curious where you have him. He's he's solidly outside of my, like, our, like top 25 running backs. He's, like, he's down much further for me, like 33, 34. Yeah, I've got him at 32. I mean, it's, it's pretty much what you said. Like, if he scores a touchdown, he'll probably finish as an RB2. If he doesn't, he'll be an RB3. <laughs> you know? Yep. So that's that's pretty much what it is. Like, um, I guess Marlon Mack is the uh, is the other guy that's involved at this point. Yeah, he broke off a nice he broke off a nice play last week. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because they don't they don't really have a um a like a a replacement for Boone. Like, um, that's the thing that's like I that's kind of uh, hard to figure out. Um, what, like what they're planning there in terms of like any sort of a pass catching back. I guess. I guess Murray and Mac can both catch passes adequately enough that they'll just <laughs> they'll just go with like a sixty five thirty five committee with those two guys, but we'll yeah. see. I generally speaking, like uh, there re- there's a reason the over under is so low in this game. I mean, like I, it doesn't really matter if it's Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon that much to me either. I mean, like I would prefer yeah. it to be Wilson if I'm starting Jerry Judy, but like again, this was the lowest scoring offense in the NFL with Russell Wilson at quarterback, so like. How much lower can it really go? <laughs> you know, like, how low can you go? Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I, I don't really want to start any Broncos with my fantasy season on the line. I, I don't. Yep. I, I, Judy is the only guy. I guess you could look at. I mean, I guess you could look at Murray, but hopefully you've got better options than both of them. I mean, Dulcich though. I mentioned him oh, earlier. Dulcich. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Because Arizona is a great matchup. No, you're right. Offense, you're so. right. And he's and like he's a a wide receiver that has tight end eligibility. So like, yep. yep. Uh, and again, like having some backup quarterback come in, that might just mean even more short passes to Dolchich. So uh, yep. yeah, I think he's definitely, he, you're right. He's the best fantasy option on this team right now. Yeah. All right. I think we talked about that game enough. Yeah. Denver <laughs> defense too, though. And Arizona defense. They're yeah. both in play. You could, you could consider either. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. New England at the Raiders, 44 and a half over under Patriots are favored by one. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, it's kind of unclear whether he's going to be able to play. It's also unclear whether Damian Harris is going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, and, and also Jacoby Myers, it looks like he's probably going to make it back this week. Um, Devonte Parker probably will be out. There's a lot of moving parts in new England. Yeah. And like with the running backs, if Ramondre Stevenson's out, I, I don't, I don't want to start any Patriots. Like he's really the only guy, the only Patriot I want to start. Uh, you, you talked about Jacoby Myers, like, you, you know, coming back from an injury. Like, I don't know. I just, Ramondre's the only guy I want to start in the backfield, even if Damian Harris is back. I mean, we saw Kevin Harris score. We saw Pierre Strong. Like, I just don't know what it's really going to look like. And for fantasy playoffs, I'm just not trusting any of it. So for me, on the New England side, it's Ramondre or nobody. That makes sense. Although I do think Damian Harris has a lot of upside if uh, Ramondre Stevenson's out because. Like if he hadn't, if 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 Harris hadn't been out these last couple of weeks, like you would say, oh man, he's a slam dunk with Stevenson out, you know. But now because True. he's coming back, I agree with you that that adds some risk to the equation. So it just kind of comes down to to what your options are. Like I'll probably have Harris ranked. Like if if Ramondre Stevenson's out, like I'd be tempted to play Harris over like Latavius Murray. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the territory. He's like a borderline RB three, and you're considering him over a Latavius Murray because yeah, um, yeah, because the upside. Yeah, is and I there. I've been fading the Patriots passing game the entire season, so I'm I'm not about to stop now. Uh, Hunter Henry has kind of been coming on a little bit, but he's still not really a top twelve guy. Yeah, any Raiders other than Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams? I I wouldn't overthink it. You know, it, there's a chance yeah. that Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are back this week. They were. They're, they're, the window was open for them to return from IR, but we don't know if they're going to play this week or not. Either way, it's like they're facing the Patriots. That's a tough matchup, and yeah. like we haven't seen these guys play in over a month. So, I with the, your playoffs on the line, like no, don't 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 plug and play those guys. Totally agree. All right, Tennessee at the Chargers, forty-seven and a half over under. Chargers are favored by three. Uh, we both have Justin Herbert as our number two QB, so I think we're on the same page on this one. Uh, the yeah. Titans are flammable in the secondary. Like, you can really <laughs> throw on them. You can't run on them. Uh, so <laughs> it's wheels up for Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler in the, as a receiver primarily, right? I mean, this, is, sure. this should be uh, a good game for those guys. Absolutely. I mean, like, I don't do a ton of DFS, but I feel like I would have to stack Herbert and and Keenan Allen, maybe Wank, maybe Mike Williams too. Just go for it, because yeah, I think they're gonna. I think that's where they're gonna make their hay or wh- whatever you want to say. Like, that's gonna be it this week. And on the other side, I mean, it's I'm gonna run back my Derrick Henry bets from last week because I bet on him anytime touchdown. Uh, you can run on the Chargers. I know the Dolphins didn't really do it last week, but I'll probably kind of parlay it with like 70 rush yards and a touchdown to bring it down to more like even odds. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Derrick Henry again. I, yeah. I just have to. Oh, you got to. I've got him only McCaffrey. I have ranked ahead of him this week. It's it's kind of interesting. It's like uh, the Titans are are a running team, and they're going against a run funnel defense. And the the Chargers are a passing team, and they're going against a pass funnel defense. So it's kind of like oh, yeah. both of these teams are <laughs> are fate. They have like the ideal matchups for their strengths as offenses, which which could be a really fun game. And both teams are seven and six. Like it's a really yeah. important game uh, from a real life perspective. And I, yeah, I, like I could see this shooting well over that over under. Honestly, absolutely. Watch it not play out like that at all. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in terms of like the the, the uh, Titans passing game, I you know I know some people are looking at Ryan Tannehill, and again this week as a streamer, I, I'm not really feeling that. Um, if Traylon Burks comes back, like he's got some upside, but uh, he's also got a lot of risk. Yeah, Tannehill is my QB 23. Uh, I would potentially move him up like three or four spots if Bur- Traylon Burks was was back. Um, but yeah, you're not. I'm not considering him in a one QB league. Yeah, and then Aconquo and Gerald Everett are both in play. I definitely mm-hmm. prefer Aconquo of the two, though. Okay, I have uh, yeah, I have Everett at tight end eight, and Aconquo. I have him down at tight end sixteen. Ooh, so hater. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like we didn't mention Tyler Conklin earlier. I have him at tight end fourteen. I, I, I just really like the targets he's getting. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely in consideration. Just not quite as high for me. I just think Conquo is so much more integral to his offense at this point than Everett. I mean, I think with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen healthy, they've got Palmer, they've got DeAndre Carter, they've got Eckler, who's one of the best pass catching backs. Like they just don't need a lot from Everett. So yeah, um, I feel like he's kind of trending down a little bit for me 
Yeah, I, I just think it's cool that he wears number seven. He just looks cool out there as a tight end wearing seven. Yeah, no, I mean, when, when, when they need him to make plays, like he's been up to the task this season, no doubt. But yeah, no, that's a good point. They, do, they are healthy now, and they have a lot more weapons. I just think also, I mean, we like Herbert. Herbert's probably going to throw the ball 50 times in this game. So, yeah, you know, no, it's maybe, true. maybe both will be good options. That's true, yeah. All right, Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Over under is 44. Bengals on the road favored by three and a half. I'm going to try not to go on a rant about Zach Taylor again. Uh, <laughs> but apparently T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both dressed for practice today, whatever that means. Ooh, like, okay. I, like Tyler Boyd is not going to play from everything I, I can gather. But, like, they're going through the motions with him again, which is just shows you how deceitful this coaching staff is. Um, you know, I was remembering how they called Joe Mixon day-to-day from a – injury in October of 2020 and then he ended up missing the entire season and um, I had actually forgotten that they did the same thing with T Higgins in week five this season where he he barely played even though he wasn't on the injury report so it's like it's hard to know like I just I want to trust T Higgins but I have trouble trusting it uh, based on what Zach Taylor is doing here. And in a, in a normal week, if this was like week five or week 10, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's fantasy playoffs and it often is about like, who can you trust? Because, you know, when you look back and if you win or lose this week, are you going to feel good if you plug T Higgins in and he gets you a zero or, I mean, like if he's on your bench and gets you 15, you're like, well, okay. I mean, it's, it's hard to trust him. So I have him in a league and I am, uh, I'm probably going to bench him honestly. Like, I don't know. We're recording this pretty early, and a lot can happen between now and and Sunday. But like, I probably will bench him. Um, so we'll 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 see. I may change my tune. We can we can talk on Twitter about it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Have <laughs> That's a really, how I feel right now. I'm gonna have a really tough decision because I've got him alongside, uh, alongside uh, Chris Godwin, Christian Watson, and Mike Williams. And I, yeah, you know, which two would you start of those four? <laughs> you know, it's like, you said you said Mike Williams, Christian Watson, and who? Chris Godwin and uh, Higgins. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd probably bench Higgins amongst amongst the, that, and then just decide from the other three, honestly, and just like eliminate him <laughs> from the, from the discussion. Yeah, I, I want to see the reports. Like, if he's yeah, if he's like, it seems like it. It seems impossible to fathom that he could not be on the injury report uh, again and not play, but. I know, uh, but yeah, it's just it just sucks because I want like he's such a great player. It, it's oh yeah, it just sucks that we can't fully trust it at this point. I know, and it, it, he just he just left a bad taste in my mouth because I had him in like three leagues, including Scott Fishbowl, which I mentioned I only lost by a handful of points. Like I could have used used something from T Higgins there, but it just that didn't happen that way. Yeah, but um, regardless, well, Jamar Chase, I mean, is a monster play. I think oh, in yeah. this game. It, and uh, you mentioned Burrow. I, you know, I'm a little more cautious on Burrow just because of the the receiver injuries. I mean, th- there's not a lot else in the cupboard after <laughs> these guys. You know, it's like you start no. talking about like Trenton Irwin, and you know, Hayden Hurst is unlikely to play as well. So there's not, you know, they could just Tampa Bay could just drape triple teams on Jamar Chase if if T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst are all out. No, it's a good call. I mean, I might move uh, like someone like a Justin Fields. I might move him above Burrow. Um, you know, come Sunday if if those guys are both truly out. Um, I I also want to just mention real quick. I mean, people listening probably know this, but like Joe Mixon, well above you know Samaj Pirine. I mean, I know that the snaps were like I think Mixon had like sixty percent of the snaps or something, which were like his lowest all year. 
Um, but I expect that to increase. And like, I, I just, if I wouldn't get cute is all I'm going to say, like don't start Samaj Pirine over Joe Mixon. Well, definitely is, is not. But, I, but I do feel like it's, it is more of like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it could be more of a committee than it was prior to Mixon being out. So, um, I still have Mixon at RB15, so it's not like I'm saying bench him or anything like that. I just, like, his upside to me is lessened because of uh, how good P. Ryan was in his absence. I just think it's like they don't need to uh, make it like a one man show, you know? Yeah. I mean, you you know, some of the, like, some of the questions that we get on Twitter, though, like people, especially when the playoffs and it's like do or die, and people will get questions like this, you know, should I start Samaj P. Ryan over. So and so, or even over Mixon, it's like no, not over Mixon, but no, you could talk start about him over, over. You could you could look at him like him versus Gus Edwards or something is like a discussion, though. You know, like, yes, that that would be a good discussion for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know the the the, uh, the Bucks have just been painful this season uh, to watch. It's just been really ugly, and the Bengals have a really stout pass defense, so. I know you mentioned you had Brady at like QB fourteen. I think you said like, yeah. Um, I you know that to me feels like about as high as he could possibly <laughs> finish in this matchup. It it doesn't feel like a great matchup to me. I, um, I I have him at sixteen, so it's not like I have him a lot lower than you. But um, I just don't feel very good about about the Tampa Bay passing offense at all in this matchup. No, I don't either. I mean, you did you mentioned Godwin. Like, I would feel comfortable about Godwin. Like, we've seen him get tons of targets, uh, touchdowns. He had that missed touchdown a couple weeks ago. Like, I I do. You know, we've been ranking him. I think both above Mike Evans for several weeks now. Um, yeah. And so I would like in that situation you have. I think I I might cons- I mean, I probably would start Godwin over T Higgins if all said and done. To be honest, but we'll we'll have to wait and see how how the reports play out. That really comes down to injury reports for me because if I yep. knew Higgins was full go, like I'd much prefer him over Godwin. Like Godwin's oh, yeah, had a yeah. he's had a frustrating season. I mean, not as bad, not as frustrating as Mike Evans' season, but it it hasn't been smooth sailing. I mean, like other than a two week stretch in weeks, uh, uh, you know, sandwiched around the bye in weeks ten and twelve, Godwin got in the end zone in those two games. Uh, those are the only two games he's gotten in the end zone all season. Um, and, you know, his yardage totals, like, he, he gets double-digit targets, like, every week and still only ends up with 60, 50, 60, 70 yards every week, you yeah. know? So it just hasn't been great, honestly. I mean, like, with that target level, like, he's a wide receiver too. But as of right now, like, I'm playing Mike Evans – or, I'm sorry, I'm playing Mike Williams and Christian Watson over both Godwin and Higgins. <laughs> mm, that's a good call. We'll get, to, we'll get to Watson here in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say real quick on the running backs, like, I don't have either Rashad White or Leonard Fournette as an RB2, but I do have Rashad White uh, ranked slightly over Fournette if you're d- debating between the two. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way it needs to be at this point. Um, but White is, like, he's borderline as, like, an RB2, RB3 for me, so – yeah, uh, depending on your other options, I could see it. Uh, next game is uh, the Giants and the Commanders. This is the Sunday night game. Over under is forty and a half. Commanders are favored by four and a half. And uh, Commanders coming out of their bye. Giants uh, sort of free falling a little bit um, at this point. And two pretty stout defenses. Like I, I feel like this game is going to be pretty low scoring. The over under sort of reflects that. Um, we we've talked about Barkley. I mean, like he played 
33% of the snaps last week, something like that. Like it's a, it was a mm-hmm. three man committee um, because of his neck issue. And he's kind of had declining productivity even before the injury. And now he goes up against a Washington defense that is really strong against the run. So uh, all of these things are alarming if you have Barkley. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I am ranking him as my, RB 15, but I do have him like outside of my top three tiers of running backs. He's, he's kind of the start of another tier with guys like Najee Harris for me, James Connor. I know you have Connor a lot higher, but some of these other, some, and I really probably should, you know, raise Connor a little bit after some of the things you said about him. I mean, it does, but, but like more of like a Najee Harris or even like a David Montgomery, honestly, like it's just, yeah, he's in that tier of, yeah he's in that tier of, of guys for me. I think he's in the same tier with Brian Robinson, honestly, on the other side of this matchup. Okay, yeah, I have I have Brian Robinson a little bit further down, but you might be right. It's it's all about yeah. With Brian Robinson, it's just all about the volume. Like, will he get 20, 20 carries? And in a game like this, he might. I mean, these two teams just played each other a couple weeks ago, and this one's in Washington. It's funny that the over under is right at that forty point five since they just tied each other. Wasn't it twenty twenty? <laughs> so yeah, it's right. It's right there. It's going to be the same game again. Yeah. Well, so. Robinson was the RB seventeen in that matchup, and he's actually been RB seventeen yeah. or better in three of the last four games. Um, And he has at least, uh, at least 15 carries in four straight games, at least uh, 13 carries in uh, what is it? Seven of his last eight games. (laughs) So basically ever since he came back, he's been getting pretty decent workloads. Uh, Doesn't do much in the passing game. So like he's definitely better in non PPR than in PPR, but uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, unless we get some sense that Barkley is going to be let loose, um, like uh, there's not much difference there. I like I, to me, like I agree with what you said, like guys like David Montgomery, uh, Najee, I, I have Kamara in that group as well. ETN, yeah. um, Zonovan Knight, Mixon, even, you know, it's like these guys are all like RB twos because, uh, they're going to get some volume, but it's not. They're, they're not slam dunks. And if you're looking at them versus Saquon, because this is we're talking about Sunday Night Football here, you know, if you are you really going to wait until Sunday Night Football, depending on what's what are the reports with Saquon, this and that? Um, I mean, it'd be nice if he was just, like, ruled out or something for you, and then you don't have to start him. But, like, yeah, I would look at Azana and Knight. I have them ranked back-to-back, and, I mean, I, I might move him ahead of him. And I, I would, if I'm faced with that decision, I very well might just use that as, like, flip a coin and be like, I'll just go ahead and start Azana and Knight and not have to worry about this coming down to Sunday night football for my matchup and be relying on Saquon to carry me. Yeah. We'll have to see what the reports are on Thursday and Friday that that could go a long way to like how confident we can be in Barkley. But again, like even if he's full go, like he's been trending down for two months, you know, like averaging like under three yards per carry, (laughs) like not, not putting up great numbers. I mean, he peaked before they're by basically. So it's, or maybe the week after they're by, they got Houston in week 10. He had huge numbers in that game. And since then, it's been kind of uh, tough sledding for uh, mm-hmm. for Saquon. And other so, than Saquon, I mean, the Giants are just, they're kind of a wasteland for fantasy. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the receiver situation, it looked like Slayton was emerging. But then last week, uh, it was Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. And then, um, and then now it sounds like James might, not be he might be banged up does he have a concussion or i don't even know but the Mm. bottom line is don't start giants receivers (laughs) 
Yeah, I wouldn't. And I was going to ask you about, you know, like the, other than Terry McLaurin, sort of the secondary receivers for Washington, because I have Curtis Samuel ranked as like my wide receiver 42 right now. He was the wide receiver 26 and half PPR against the Giants in week 13. Um, but Jahan Dotson actually finished ahead of him and, and he had a touchdown in that game. So I think you can consider these guys, but it's it's pretty low for me, like sort of in the wide receiver 40s for both of those. guys. Yeah, I've actually got them back to back at 48 and 49 with Dotson one spot ahead. So. Uh, yep. I'm I'm probably going to pass on uh on secondary receivers for them. Uh McLaurin is is a good option like as a wide receiver too, mid-range wide receiver too like he is most weeks. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh last game, Monday Night Football. Rams at the Packers. <laughs> I'm sure Vegas was uh or not Vegas, uh the NFL was expecting this to be much more of a premier Monday Night Football game than it is. <laughs> 4 and 9 Rams, 5 and 8 Packers. Over under 39 and a half. Packers are favored by seven. Uh, you know, I, like the Rams, I feel like their defense at this point is not scary at all. Um, so I'm not too worried about playing uh, Packers players against the Rams. Uh, and actually, they've been a pretty good matchup for um, for receivers. Uh, so I mentioned Christian Watson. Like, he's he's been a top 10 receiver four games in a row. Um, yeah, you have to play him. I mean, I know they, yeah. they're coming off the bye week. People might be forgetting about that touchdown streak. Like, I don't see how you could sit him. You know, with with your matchup or your uh, your your conundrum there with your four wide receivers, I don't see how you sit Christian Watson there with what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah this isn't a matchup to fear. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I think I have to play him. And I, uh, if if you know all the people that spent their fab to get him. Uh, this season like you did it for a reason plug and play yep. for the rest of the season just keep riding uh christian watson aaron jones you know he's he's still in that like borderline rb1 rb2 territory i think uh where yep. where are you on dylan though in this matchup yeah i mean dylan we saw when we last saw aj dylan you know he was running i mean he was running all over the place i have him as my rb27 and I could bump him up a little bit. I could see both running backs being good in this game. I'm a little bit above ECR right now. ECR is 32, but he was the running back four, running back 12 in the last two weeks, uh, week 12 and week 13, in, in good matchups, uh, Philly and Chicago. But yeah, I just think um, you can you can you can look at starting him. I would start him over some of those guys we were talking about, like the Gus Edwards and Samaj P. Ryan and stuff. I would definitely start AJ Dillon above them. I would start him again ahead of those guys for sure. I have him at RB 31. You know. He's he just seems very touchdown dependent to me. I mean, you know, you mentioned he was RB twelve and RB four. You know, it's because he got in the end zone in those two games, and prior to that, he had not been in the end zone since week one. So that's kind of the big question for me because the volume has never been that great. I mean, last week he or you know the game before the bye against the Bears, he got eighteen carries, but uh, that's the Bears. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a a dream matchup. You could argue this is a pretty good matchup too. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think Aaron Donald's going to play, right? And uh, it's just, it's it's really about volume for me because because Dylan has just not had enough of it. I mean, before that, eighteen carries, uh, he hadn't had more than thirteen carries in any game since week four. So it just wasn't, and and often it was in the single digits. So that that's the part that just scares me a little bit with Dylan. I feel like he's kind of a a touchdown or bust kind of a RB three. I th- I think he could get 15 to 20 touches again. I just think this is going to be a game where Green Bay is going to dominate uh, possession. 
you know, what's Baker, what's Baker Mayfield going to do for his encore here? I don't think he's going to do very much. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't either. It's going to be cold in Lambeau. You got Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football. I know there's some narrative stuff, but like they're coming off the bye. You know, teams get healthy. I know they're not really playing for anything right now, but like, I don't know. I think if Aaron Rodgers is, is playing, he's going to come out slinging it. They're going to move the ball. I don't think the Rams are going to have the ball for very much. Like, what are they? What are they going to do to move the ball? I, I think the Packers are going to just come out and want to just, you know. Ball out, and I think they will. I think this is going to be like a thirty-one to ten type game. I could definitely see that. Um, I just, I like, I could see it. I just don't trust it with AJ Dillon, you know. And it's in the fantasy playoffs. Yep. You were talking about trust, you know, and yep. Yep. it's hard to trust AJ Dillon with your fantasy season on the line. So, uh, it again, it all comes down to what, what kind of options that you have. But um, he he's trending up, but he he's coming from <laughs> such a low point that it's still. Hard to really trust him for me. Do you have him ranked over Cam Akers? Because I have him well above Cam Akers in the same same game. Because talk about trust. I mean, Cam Akers has scored in his last couple games, and I don't know who else they're going to give the ball to, but I would rather play A.J. Dillon in what I think will be a better, you know, better matchup on his side. I agree with that. I've got I've got Cam Akers at RB 38 so and Dillon at 31. So I am with you okay. on that. I mean... I, I really don't want to play any Rams uh, if I no, can possibly either. avoid it. It's it's even worse than Houston, really. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just don't, don't play Rams in the fantasy yeah. playoffs. Agreed. All right. I think that wraps it up. Uh, thank you it all does. so much for listening. Hopefully you go out there and win this opening round of your fantasy playoffs and come back for more next week. Uh, if you do have lineup questions for us, uh, as I mentioned up top, we do have our rankings up at rsrankings.com. And you can also reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Andrew underscore Seifter. And I am at Barton Wheeler. We appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. We are out of here. We gone. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.